Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guest this week is well-being coach and founder of The One Good Hour and Letterkenny, Mary Bradley. Mary has been teaching at Loretto Secondary School in Letterkenny for the last 10 years. She began meditating in her early 20s and earlier this year, she decided to set up her own business to help people release the stress of everyday life and become a calmer and more content version of themselves. Mary, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. Always glad to uh, chat about mindfulness and meditation whenever I get the chance. So thank you. So, Mary, what inspired you to set up your business? Um, Well, I suppose I started meditating when I was in my early 20s. And I found that I just found the benefits were quite incredible. It was something that I hadn't really been exposed to before. And I realized that it gave me sort of time to tune out of sort of the hustle and bustle, but also to connect back in with myself. And then in later years, then I decided to explore it a little bit more, do more research around it. And so I became qualified then as a meditation teacher. And I then sort of became interested in other avenues. So meditation is sort of it's it's one piece of the well-being puzzle, I guess, um, and it sort of opened up these other avenues for me into breath work and mindfulness as well and life coaching then. But um, that's kind of where it started, and I really then, I just wanted to bring the magic of it to other people, and I suppose you can rant and rave and tell people about how brilliant it is, but until people, especially with something like this, I think until people experience it themselves, um, it's really, really hard to understand how incredibly powerful it can be. Um, and that's sort of where I started with the One Good Hour. Um, I started thinking of how I could combine sort of all of my my skills between the meditation and the breath work and mindfulness. And they are, um, they all do stand in their own right. And I wanted to sort of bring um, the combination um, in one hour and if I think like we spend hours doing such silly things not silly things but things that kind of time floats away and is wasted and I think if you can give yourself one hour just one hour every now and again to sort of connect with yourself and tune out of everything else it's just so powerful Mary you mentioned having difficulty uh, tuning out uh, in your younger years yeah can you talk to me a wee bit about that so I suppose for me it was you as tuning out it for me it sort of meant blocking out kind of the things that everybody else is telling you you I think whenever I was in my early 20s I wasn't quite sure who I was and you have so many different people telling you oh you're like this or you're like this and you'd be great at doing this and it, it was a little bit confusing then and I sort of I left college and I didn't really know what direction I wanted to go in and I think especially at that age you have so many people telling you who you are and you've grown up with different you know versions of yourself and it's sometimes it can be hard to kind of tune back into then who you are yourself 
just from your own perspective like your your own values that maybe you didn't realize were there or your own belief systems or your own interests that maybe you don't discover until later because you're so busy sort of tuning into what everybody else thinks or says about you. So Marie, when you studied the area uh, in more detail, was there anything that, that, that struck you um, more surprising maybe than something else? Probably the thing that struck me most was the different forms of meditation. Um, so obviously meditation has such a rich history and I suppose people often just associate it with Buddhism, but it has it exists on a really spiritual level in many, many different religions and in many belief systems. But also, it has such a strong place in modern life as well. Sometimes people think that meditation is just about relaxing and chilling out. And of course, that is like a huge merit of it. And I think it's where a lot of people start. But meditation can serve you on such a deeper level. It can help you you know, get clarity on maybe situations that you're you're not sure about or it can help you connect with yourself and, you know, really determine your own values and beliefs. Did it give you clarity where you were? It did. It really gave me clarity. And I think my big moment of clarity was around the time that I had my son and I had, I had done the hypnobirthing, which, you know, a lot of the principles of hypnobirthing would kind of overlap with breath work and mindfulness and meditation and it was so powerful for me and then I suppose I was off work for such a long time and I really really had time to think about where my life was going and I suppose when you have when you have a little baby everything your mind just everything shifts your your priorities your perspective everything shifts and that's when I really was like trying to think of how I can bring the power of this to other people because I had such time when I was off maternity to really, you know, really embrace all of these practices and it was part of my daily routine in such a big way and I really, that was what really kind of motivated me then to, like, I have to bring this to other people, I have to share this. So you're a teacher by profession. I am. So you're in the process of juggling uh, yes. being uh, a young mother, uh, set up a new business and a teaching career. Mm-hmm. It, it's hectic. It is definitely a bit hectic. Um, I'm really lucky. I have such strong supports around me. I have an amazing childminder, an incredible family and husband. So the big thing is, as probably a lot of young mothers or Uh, people who are setting up new businesses would say is time and it's getting the time like you have the I have the passion I have the drive I have the knowledge and it's time but I am lucky in teaching that you know you have these grace periods of you know you have a week off here and there and you have the summer Um, so I'm really really lucky in that way and also what I do outside of work I can bring into my work as well so I teach well-being in school which I absolutely adore and I'm so delighted to have on my timetable. How important is that for students in today's world? I, I think it's incredibly important I think they are bombarded at every second of the day I think they come to school they go to their lockers they're in class all day then it's break time and they're having their wee chats going to their lockers more class than lunch time and it's just all go and then they get home and it's homework dinner training whatever and I just think that having even if it's just that half an hour that they have with me once a week to just like I would do a lot of like meditation or little bits of movement and mindfulness with them and I don't think 
that they take that time outside of it and it's not through no fault of their own they probably haven't really come across things like this before or their you know their lives are so so busy and I think that even in their school day that they don't have time to just even sit for five minutes and breathe and I think having this opportunity uh, to have well-being now on their timetables is just amazing it's brilliant and they they really enjoy it as well I think sometimes people think that young people just think this kind of thing is silly and ridiculous but once they do it like there always is the wee bit of giggling at the start and they're a wee bit conscious looking around themselves or whatever but once they get into it you know they really enjoy it they really they really get into it is there a need for more of that sort of thing in the curriculum I think so and I think that you know well-being like there are a certain amount of well-being hours now that every um you know that every school needs to provide and I think I think it's going in the right direction I think there needs to probably be a little bit more education for teachers on it um because the intent the good intent is there but um I think that uh I think they could the department maybe could provide a little bit more direction on how it could all go uh, Mary, you mentioned being off uh, during maternity and giving yourself time to think. Um, would you agree that COVID maybe prompted people to be more aware of the importance of mindfulness in their own lives? I think so. I think that um, I suppose so many parts of life just stopped during COVID, like work, socialising, sports and hobbies. I suppose for a lot of people it was the opposite. It became more hectic and more busy for frontline workers. But for a lot of people who were working from home, it really put the brakes on so many things and people had to they had no other choice but to slow down and maybe look at their lives. And I've known I know so many people who have changed directions or who have made, you know, big life alterations since COVID. Um, and they they sort of realise maybe I think before the pandemic, the sense of being busy, like busyness was glorified, that, you know, being busy was this wonderful thing and sure you're up to nothing if you weren't busy. But I think people now have really found the value in just sort of being still and just, you know, spending time resting, spending time, like this idea that, you know, there's so much research now about how rest is so productive and how it's so powerful. Um, And I think that COVID really provided that opportunity for people. COVID was an extremely challenging time for maybe all ages in society. Mary, do you feel that there was a particular age bracket that it impacted on most? Well, I suppose a lot of my experience is through school and I can see it in school. Like the maybe so the or this set of students who are doing their leaving cert now, they didn't get to do a junior cert. And you know, a lot of their, their last couple of years in education have been quite fragmented, delivered online, you know, and it's such it's a time as well in your teenage years where you're learning who you are, you're building relationships, you are, you know, developing your interests. And I think the world just stopped at that pivotal time for teenagers. And I just, I think I think it's been really, really tough for them. Tell me, Mary, how stressful is the world uh, that we live in today? And what are the factors that drive uh, those high stress levels? So I was reading research recently there that 18, the, the age bracket 18 to 34, um, over half of people in that age bracket in Ireland report feeling stress regularly compared to I think it's 33% internationally 
and I think that obviously COVID and the pandemic have had a huge impact on that but I think that I think as Irish people we just don't stop I think we're always on the go and I think that especially when I look at you know my generation now and some of them work in like the really really demanding jobs working till all hours at night and I think people don't take the opportunity to step back and I think that the world is moving so fast that people feel that if they stop and take a little break that the world's just going to go ahead without them and they'll be left behind the other thing I think is that I know social media gets battered all the time, but I just think it's like it is. It's an incredible tool, and I, it's been amazing for me. And it, there's so many positive elements to it, but I feel like it just creates this sense of life that's unattainable, that it doesn't really exist. And I think that people feel under massive pressure to live their life in a certain way, or even people who are even young people who are taking a gap year that they can't take a gap year without you know traveling to Bali or Australia or whatever that they I I think it just it glorifies maybe the sense of busyness and it just this it just displays perfect tiny little perfect snippets of other people's lives that are just not attainable and I feel sometimes we end up living in this like hamster wheel of trying to attain perfection which is of course impossible so for all the benefits that social media gives us can it still be the main driver for the high stress levels I think so and I think the other I don't know if it's the main driver but it's definitely an element and I think the other thing that um, that I am definitely uh, a victim to or that I'm definitely guilty of is spending too much time mindlessly scrolling and it's the complete opposite to mindfulness because I'm just scrolling and scrolling and if I came away from my phone half an hour later I wouldn't be able to tell you probably one thing that I looked at and I think it's just the opposite it's just like a distraction it's a distraction from who you are what you want your life to be about your I think it muddles up your values and maybe I think if you spent that half an hour, you know, tuning into yourself, it could be so much more powerful. So when did you decide to form a business uh, on the back of your passion? So in March, it was just March of this year that I decided that I wanted to... That I, wa- that I wanted to bring something else um, and I started off doing English workshops which was great but I think through just through one thing and another I realised that what I really wanted to be offering was this this mindfulness and meditation and breath work and it's just been really powerful since I've started and anybody that I've worked with has really reaped the benefits and it's just been it's been incredible. So can you tell our listeners about some of the services you provide me? Yeah, so at the minute I have four sort of different services. So at the minute I'm working with this um, and there coach, we'll take a break. or young people coach in Dublin, Ray Langan's his name, and he runs a six week course for teenagers called Study Boost and I offer a segment on that on um, sort of mindfulness and we cover different topics like perfectionism, procrastination, this evening we are doing um, body appreciation. So just a lot of the different um, issues that teenagers have to contend with. And there we'll take a break. 
Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today. You're welcome back. Before the break, Mary was explaining the various services she provides. I have my one good hour, which I work uh, I work one-to-one or small private groups. I'm also stepping into the corporate world with that, so bringing it to workplaces. And it's really about just de-stressing and trying to bring the most calm, content and confident version of people to the fore. And then I am also going to be offering quite soon an overcoming exam anxiety workshop. And I'm going to be working with a doctor of child and our child and educational psychology. And that's so that's something I'm really excited about. I think has great potential. And then I also offer life coaching as well, um, which has been incredible. It's amazing, especially off the back of kind of career changes that people are making. There's a huge variety of services. Yeah, yeah. No two days the same? No two days is the same and it's just magic. I love it. And the people that you meet um, when you're working in this kind of area and the, you, you end up kind of building a sense of community as well which is just quite incredible. Mary, you, you refer to the workplace and the stress levels obviously that exist there. Yeah. Any one common denominator that sort of pops up when you're dealing in that area? Um, I think one of the big things is that people are... <laughs> maybe don't have compassion and empathy for themselves and for others. Is that where it should start, is it? I think so. I think if you can be compassionate to... And that's it's one... Like, compassion is just one of the, the kind of the pillars of mindfulness, I guess, is that if you can be compassionate with yourself and compassionate with others, it makes life a lot easier. So if somebody at work doesn't do their role completely and then you end up getting into a tizzy over it and you end up telling yourself stories about why this hasn't been done and if you can kind of remove yourself from that situation and or remove yourself and the reason for that situation happening it leads to a lot more harmony in workplaces but also it's just taking the time I think that time runs away from us in a work day and you can very easily you know sort of de-excite your nervous system um in a couple of minutes in the workplace you can do it sitting in your chair um, without anybody even noticing that you're doing it and we do tend to kind of get set off or triggered by different things a million different things can go wrong in your day you could get stuck in traffic on the way in spill coffee on your new outfit you know emails aren't sending for you the wi-fi goes down and all these things have the potential just to build and build and build and end up you end up feeling really stressed at the end of the day but through mindfulness and meditation and breath work a combination of all these things you can learn to manage that and you can learn to kind of step away from those things and just de-excite your nervous system in those moments and that's that's where you want to be Tell me, how have the early days of being in charge of your own business been for yourself? Um, it's been it's, it's a roller coaster. So you have to be so motivated in yourself, and I like I am very motivated and I am very passionate. But of course, you meet so many stumbling blocks along the way, and it's that. Um, 
you have to be able to talk to yourself and talk yourself around of these things. Like I said, you end up telling yourself stories. I'm not good enough. Nobody's interested in this. Um, oh, sure, I'll just leave it now. Nobody's that bothered. And you have to, you know, you have to kind of quiet in that inner critic and just, you know, there's so many different versions of why something has happened. Um, and often they have nothing to do with you. Um, the other big thing that I think is just remaining aligned with what is important to me, why I'm doing with what I'm doing. And sometimes you can't, when you're, I don't know if it's the same for other people, but you can end up trying to force things a little bit. And then you've just, I find myself stepping back then. I'm like, well, why do I want that thing to happen so badly? Is that really aligned with what I'm about and what I want to do? Or is it just something I feel like I should be doing? Or am I, am I doing these things for the right reasons? You mentioned stumbling blocks along the way. What's the biggest challenge you've had to deal with to date? For me, it's been time. Um, I just sometimes struggle to get the time to do things that I want to do. Um, another big thing is living in Donegal. Like a lot of the training or a lot of the education is either down the country or in another country. And I suppose I have been really lucky with the pandemic. So many areas of learning have opened up to the online service or online providing and that, that's been brilliant but I do find like for some things I would love to I would love to you know be really immersed in it and I suppose that is a combination of time and it just sort of not being in my region so I find that Is there one standard lesson that you've learned uh, in the short journey? Uh, stick to your values I think is one thing that has been really powerful for me is that to be really clear on what you are about and what you want to do and sometimes that is going to be flexible and it's going to change and grow but I think if you have a clear vision on who you are what you want to offer and to sort of where you're going what your goals are that you're working towards something um, I think that would be the most powerful thing for me Mary is there a person in business that you admire most? Um, yeah, so th- I I really like Stephen Bartlett. I've been following his journey at the moment, um, and I think his the podcast that he has created has just been incredible. Like the variety of people that he has on and what he gets out of them is just amazing, and it's it can be you can have such incredible life lessons from what he's talking about, and he has used his forum to educate people and to. I think kind of spread compassion um, as well so like even I haven't had a chance to listen to it but I've seen snippets now of the one with Lewis Capaldi and like he interviews everybody from you know these top of the league sports stars to pop stars and um, one of the ones I listened to recently was a psychotherapist it's just I think what he's doing is incredible and it's you know I think it's real he's he's very clear I think on what he is about and he's really driving sort of social change in, uh, in a really positive way. If you had followed your childhood dream job, what would you be doing today? Well, I never really had one kind of thing. I was always sort of swapping and changing. I think I wanted to be a vet at one point and um, I think a mechanic at one stage, hairdresser. So I think I was always sort of 
I was always changing my mind and I think that kind of was a bit of a theme <laughs> in my life and when it came to uh, picking my courses and doing my CEO I had a very confusing time at that stage so what was the attraction to teaching um it, do you know what it wasn't on the cards until probably like the week before I applied I was in a job that I was very unhappy in and I just felt really unfulfilled and this I had got an email somebody had sent to me and was like, you know, the deadline for this is next week. I think you should go for it. And I was like, it was just it, it was just one of those moments where I was like, I'm so fed up here. This could be great. It wasn't something I had thought about up until that point, And I went for it. And the more research I did, the more I got into it because I had to do the application and an interview and all this. I was like, do you know what? I think I'm actually going to really like this. And then once I started a placement um, here in Loretto, I just, I loved it. I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I was just, it was, it was just things fell into place for me. What's the best thing about teaching? Working with young people is just so rewarding. I think they have so much to teach us. I remember somebody saying one time that, um, you know, they are, you know, they are our future, but like they are the present. Uh, they are the present. The things that they, that the young people that I work with are capable of the ideas that they have the energy the passion they're just so inspiring and I just think they're incredible so uh, speaking about the present uh, what I'm reading saying that well-being and mindfulness uh, is really all about living in the present it is yeah that's exactly what it is it's about living in the present moment not worrying about what you've done in the past not too concerned about what's happening in the future it's just bringing yourself grounding yourself in a moment and that's the key to it yeah Mary do you think that uh, as a as a racer that we're maybe too sure on ourselves sometimes yes yeah I think um, this is actually something I was talking about recently I think we all live with an inner critic and that inner critic can get quite loud and mean sometimes and I think sometimes we have to separate ourselves from that inner critic and realize that what that inner critic is saying is not true um, and that it's like our mind we are like as humans our minds are you know we go to the negative we have a negative bias and of course that's there to protect us it's there to keep us um, out of danger and to keep us motivated and to keep us maybe even from social situations that we think are scary but often it can become too loud and it can end up dictating how you live your life and how you experience the world so you know that's a it's a really big thing to contend with for a lot of people and if you can get control of that inner critic notice when it's speaking and know that it's just a thought it's just a thought and that it's not necessarily fact I think can be can transform your life if you can think like that are more people uh, turning to well-being and meditation they are yeah and I think um, like social media for me has been amazing because I have made so many friends and connections in this world that I that in this medit world of sort of well-being that I hadn't um, hadn't met before and I have found it incredible and I think that the younger generation even younger than me I think are becoming you know more aware of it and are making more use of it and are benefiting benefiting from it there's one um there's a girl she's I think she's originally from Castle Derg Sinead Hegarty and what she has done for like bringing meditation to young people is amazing especially young women 
and she has so she um is an influencer on instagram but has built this whole business around meditation and does retreats and everything and she's i think she's just done amazing work and really kind of shining a light on the power of meditation Mary, what advice would you give your 21 year old self Hmm. Um, my 21 year old self I think my 21 year old self needed to figure out who she was I needed a little bit more clarity on who she was so I would have advised her to get in touch with that a bit more to get in touch with your values and be sure on yourself from within yourself and sort of maybe dim some of the voices from the outside and when you're not practicing and you're not teaching what do you do to unwind yourself I can generally be found on the water so I love to I love swimming just in the sea and I during the pandemic I bought a very old speedboat um, and so I've been spending a lot of time out in that so we used to I would have done a lot of water skiing and stuff like that when I was younger in Downings and so yeah I've gone back to that now it's it's whenever I get the time I well time again whenever I get the time I'm generally out on the water or out on the boat or something like that Have you noticed uh, a change in people's mindset over the last couple of years May? Yeah I think so I think people the, the biggest thing that has stood out to me for uh, people in Ireland during the pandemic was people really got back in touch with nature people were really really connected with nature people were swimming people were you know people were forced especially in Donegal we were forced to sort of just look at what was on our doorstep and appreciate it and I was never so grateful to live so close to the sea as I was during the pandemic because you're looking at people down the country who maybe you know it was beyond their their travel restrictions and it was just I think connection the connection with nature and I think even the likes of the wild Atlantic way and things like that have just really flourished and thrived um, and yeah I think what we have to offer here in Donegal with uh, respect to our nature is just amazing and finally Mary what does the future hold for yourself and the one gooder the one good hour well I would love to yeah bringing it into the corporate world now is kind of my next step so I'd really love to um, to work more in that world um, also I would love to work um, whether it be a guest or organising myself retreats um, I think especially here in Donegal we have such a beautiful county and I think it's the ideal location for you know getting back in touch with yourself with nature meditation mindfulness all those beautiful things yeah Mary Bradley well-being coach and founder of the One Good Hour in Lerikini thanks for taking the time today to talk to us on Business Matters it's been a pleasure thank you well that's it for this edition of Business Matters thanks to my guest Mary Bradley thanks to Canis Wilson and Aaron McShane on sound and thanks to you for listening if you'd like to get in touch with the programme drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal looking for a career Career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 918206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today.